92.3, informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. What is the particular reason I would not be allowed to read the excerpts from this book out loud? in this public setting. Since this is gonna be allowed in our schools for our children to read, why can I not read it here in front of a bunch of adults? Seems like a fair question, right? It at least deserves an answer. It's not necessarily a decisive end of the conversation about appropriateness, but uh, when uh, citizen Aaron Schnarr was asking this question in the uh, meeting on Monday at the school board where they were talking about which books to allow or not in the school libraries, this was about the All Boys Aren't Blue book, the um, very adult content book about a gay black kid and the struggles that he went through, and uh, you can't read from the book. Well, you can't read the objectionable parts. Like, he couldn't get up in the meeting and read the selections of the book that are the basis of the desire to ban the book or to remove the book at least from all the libraries in the Escambia County School District. And that's kind of the point. How can you have a conversation about a thing where some people are claiming, no, this is appropriate, and yet you, it's so inappropriate that you can't read it out loud in public? I mean, that's a fair question. So Ellen Odom, who is the attorney for the school district. I do know that other school boards have prohibited that from happening. And the reason that has been given is that um, school board meetings such as ours, our broadcast, and the FCC has regulations about what can be said um, over the broadcast waves. Um, If a student is reading a book in their own home, there are no implications regarding... um, FCC regulations. Okay, so if you are broadcasting this over the air, which I don't actually think that the Escambia School District meetings are broadcast over the air, so I think that's an irrelevant point. I could be wrong about that. Uh, You know, for example, you get uh, Escambia County uh, meetings are, the commission meetings are on cable. I don't think those are over the air either. They might be, but over the air versus cable or online are very different things from the FCC's perspective, right? You can have all kinds of anything you want, basically, on a cable because they don't regulate that. But over the air, that's public broadcast waves. Like what I say is regulated. What a TV station puts out is regulated. What CNN puts out is not regulated because it's not over the air. So I don't think that's relevant necessarily, but you get the point is that for, you know, all of the public is not the same as what might be okay for high school. And by the way, I think there's an answer that that would have been better to say is something like, well, look, uh, you shouldn't be saying such and such in front of all ages and all maturity levels. Like, for example, the eight-year-old who might be here in this meeting because they're waiting for the kids' books that are coming up second and third. But it is okay for somebody who is 15 or 16 to read in the privacy of their own mind one at a time in, let's say, a library. You could make that argument, and that's kind of the point, is that I think that uh, Aaron Schnarr is onto something, that there is something sort of 
if you read the objectionable portions of this book out loud, I think most reasonable people would say, oh, yeah, not for kids. <laughs> right? But there are clearly other who seem to be reasonable people who are like, no, this is good for kids. And you kind of wonder, what what world do we share in inhabitation? But I don't think he's entirely right because there are books that would have things you shouldn't say out loud in a public setting like this that might be, say, mild profanity, might be racial slurs or epithets. I mean, you know, classic examples of Mark Twain, for example, books that people should be allowed to read that you probably shouldn't be reading out loud. Okay, and look, there is a distinction to be had between polite civic discourse and the content of literature. On the other hand, I think people wind up making poor points in defense of their argument that a book like this is okay when they go to this extreme. This is Pastor Rick Branch from Schneider United Methodist Church, I believe. And I apologize, the video for the meeting kind of skips around like it had glitches in it. And I thought it was my computer, but it wasn't my computer. I went back to watch the meeting. It was the meeting itself. So when you hear those, blame the origin source, not me. But I wanted you to hear them in their voice. There is a difference. Um, folks have made the point that we can read what some of this book said. Um, there are parts of the Bible that probably shouldn't be read in here. Uh, there is offensive language in many things. There's a big difference between what you read yourself and what is said in public. I just want to point that out. Okay, second half, I completely agree. First half, no, people have said this before. You know, the Bible contains objectionable material. Oh, certainly. But... It's not written in a lurid, prurient, pornographic way. Yes, the Bible describes all kinds of horrible things because it is about these horrible creatures that we call um, humans who do awful things. But there's no part of the Bible that is prurient. There's no part of the Bible that is, you know, celebrating deviance or celebrating even sexuality in a way that is meant to arouse people, like even the Song of Solomon. I mean, put, you know, any average porn up against, you know, writing up against the Song of Solomon, you can immediately tell the difference, partially because the Bible is written with such tremendous economy of language. It's just not descriptive and adjective-oriented the way uh, our writing is often. And so this notion that there are parts of the Bible you couldn't have read, well, that's just false, there's nothing obscene in the Bible, even though the Bible deals with obscene material, and that's part of the issue. If this book had dealt with the very mature themes that it covered in the same way as, say, a Bible would deal with them, it wouldn't have been objected to, or at least not the same. You wouldn't be able to make the case. It's an easy case to make the way it was written. It could have been written without indulging in all of that stuff. That's the point. 617 on News Radio 92.3. Sorry, Grace, a little late to traffic for you. That's okay. We are looking good on our roads with I-10, I-110, not showing anything to slow you down. Gates of NAS Pensacola, you'll see some slight delays getting closer to the gate, but other than that, we're looking good. Three Mile Bridge, Garcon Point Bridge, showing no slowdowns. If you see something else on the roads, give me a call to 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. And I kind of wanted to cover this. We're not covering the two kids' books because those are a different question. There, we're not talking about obscenity. That's not even an issue. This is just the... Uh, very adult content, All Boys Aren't Blue book that was the subject of the first third of the meeting on Monday night. Uh, and then uh, Lindsay Dutch, I think was her name, is another citizen who got up to speak. Each book brought forth for appeal this evening has been challenged on the basis of LGBTQ indoctrination and content. But storytelling is not indoctrination. Indoctrination means teach someone to accept a set of beliefs without questioning them. Uh, 
wrong. <laughs> I don't know this person. She seems like a very uh, sharp person generally. But that statement, that one statement in the middle. But storytelling is not indoctrination. I'm sorry, but no, storytelling often and always a bit strong, but storytelling is all is definitely the tool of the propagandist, of the uh, totalitarian, of the uh, indoctrinator. Okay, stories are powerful forms of indoctrination. That's why, again, the Bible is full of them, and so is every children's section in any library. No, stories are very much a source of indoctrination, precisely because stories bypass the logical, critical thinking parts of your brain and just ask you to indulge emotionally and imaginatively in a kind of sympathy with the characters that sees the world from their point of view. Absolutely stories and uh, 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 allegories, uh, fables, these are very much tools of indoctrination. Now, it doesn't mean that that's necessarily bad because you can indoctrinate people into true doctrine. You know, you can indoctrinate people into false or misleading or heretical or dangerous doctrine. But the whole point of stories is they very much are a tool of indoctrination. So that is false. In fact, you go back as far as Plato. I mean, Plato was the one who said, you know, the people telling the stories, the people making the music, the people doing the art, that stuff matters because those are the tools of cultural formation. And if you put that tool in the wrong hands, in the hands of people who aren't doing it well, doing it wisely, you're going to get bad end results. So, yeah, sorry, that one is inaccurate. 437-1620, We'll tell you how the people, well, David had told you yesterday, but I'll give you the explanations later on in the show on the 7 o'clock hour. But uh, I just wanted to kind of walk through some of these arguments because the key question is not should they or shouldn't they have removed this book from all the libraries. That, I mean, that's fine. That's an argument about a book. The real issue is are we learning to think more clearly are we listening to each other? Are we paying attention to the arguments about, you know, how is it valuable for a student to encounter a book that maybe for the first time in their life shows them somebody else understanding them? That is valuable. That is part of the value of uh, young adult literature is to get that experience. And, you know, that's something that people who oppose books like these ought to take seriously. And the idea that some content is most definitely not for children in a public school system, in the library, even when it's not an instructional material in the classroom, that's something that the critics here, the ones who want to keep the books, ought to take seriously. And so, you know, my goal as a you know, background philosopher and logician is I just want people to think more clearly about this stuff. I want them to not say silly things. You know, I want them to think well so that when you make your arguments, you're more likely to at least let people listen to you and maybe even persuade them a little bit. 621 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. And, you know, uh, one of the things that you think about when you're uh, kind of looking at your lawn, you see it in the summer and you walk, you say, oh, that lawn looks fantastic. And then you look at your own lawn, and you're like, nothing to see here. Don't want. I, I've had this experience, right? Because you're embarrassed about it. Make a choice. Don't be embarrassed about your lawn in the summer. And you make that choice not in July, not in June, but now in February, in March. That's why NSEC, they've got a program called the Healthy Lawn Program. Makes your lawn healthy, lush, and helps keep your weeds to a minimum. Eight annual applications, eight, right? Okay, not just in the summer, that are timed, programmed, targeted to get your lawn what it needs when. That's the key thing, when it needs it. It's easy to get started with a free lawn analysis and an estimate. Your initial soil sample will tell you what amendments are needed for your particular lawn to create a plan for 
that specific plot of, gra- of ground success. You'll get fertilizer applications with every standard service visit, along with seasonal pre-emergent weed control, broadleaf and grassy weed control, insect control, and fungicide applications. In addition to NSEC's Healthy Lawn Program, they offer aeration, sod, plugging, and will even recommend grass types. Sign up today, get your first lawn application free with any new annual lawn program, and that includes the initial soil sample, lime treatment on an average size yard, plus they're hiring. So if you live in the area and you're interested in a good career with benefits, 401k, health insurance, full-time pest, and lawn technicians, find out more at workwithnsec.com. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. Things keep getting bigger and better at Daryl Sewing of Pensacola. Daryl Sewing is the largest sewing machine dealer in the Pensacola area, offering a variety of sewing machines, sergers, and embroidery systems, plus a large selection of sewing machine furniture, craft supplies, and fabrics. Financing is available, too. Call them today, 850-438-5444. Daryl Sewing, located at 6705 North Davis Highway, between Creighton and Burgess. Online at sewinginpensacola.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. When breaking news hits, we're there to cover it. Fox News, WER TV, News Radio Team on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Nick, where am I? Us. Uh. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that scene. Do I love Tom Cruise asking the kid in the diner, where am I? Earth? <laughs> <laughs> 625 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Candy's out. Let's get traffic. Uh, let's get traffic from uh, Gracie Wolf on the fives. No slowdown store for I-10, I-110 looking good, as well as Pine Forest, Blue Angel, and Gulf Beach. And getting on to NAS Pensacola, nothing to slow you down, getting on to base. See something else, give me a call at 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Gracie. Now David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? NATO urging Russia to reconsider its suspension of uh, key nuclear weapons treaty. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says Moscow's decision to suspend its involvement in the New START treaty makes the world a more dangerous place. The Defense Department warning military members to avoid 
Poppy Seeds. A memo went out to all service members yesterday telling them to avoid all consumption of poppy seeds. Uh, The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency says it can absorb opium extract when it's harvested. That can cause a false positive in your drug test. And you know, you know I, had, I had always sort of heard that, believed that, never really affected me one way or the other because right. I was never facing a you know opium test. But I'd always heard that. And there was a part of me that always assumed it was probably an urban legend. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, wow. Same Don't thing. eat your poppy seed muffins or you could fail your drug test. I'd always heard it too, but uh, this is the first official mention right, I've ever right. seen of it. Yeah. And uh, former President Jimmy Carter, surrounded by his loved ones, spending his final days at his home in Georgia, historian and friend of the former president, Larry Cook, talks about how Carter would like to be remembered. From knowing him for several years, I, I, I think that it's important for him, for the world to know that he was a champion of human rights. And uh, admirers in uh, Carter's home state and beyond all offering their well wishes to the nation's oldest living president. You know, I thought uh, Jim Ziegler, who's an Alabama official, he was the kind of the key opponent of tolling the Bayway. And we'd had him on the show once or twice. He, he wrote, a, I thought, was a really good piece on this. And he basically said, um, look, here's the honest truth. You know, Jimmy Carter was the worst president or one of the worst presidents of you know history, let alone my lifetime, did some terrible things when he was in office and that's all accurate, uh, but he was a great post-president. He did amazing things for charity. He's clearly a noble human being uh, who has you know good intentions and serves Jesus, and those are both true. You can believe both, and I've, I've said this before that I, I think sometimes we're not— you know, when, when major figures we've been very critical of during their lives are passing away, we have a tendency to not be honest and make it sound like you know we were always on his side. I can't say that about Jimmy Carter, but I can say that he was a former president. He was a great— example of Christian love and service after his presidency. And uh, I think he had noble intentions in office. And so we're all, you know, thinking about what's impending and praying for them and keeping them in our prayers and, you know, just remembering that part of things. So David, thanks so much for that note about him. 628 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Um, You were moving forward on the concealed weapons bill that I, again, do not like the phrase constitutional carry because it's prejudicial in favor of the bill. I think that our current regime is constitutional, frankly. Um, it also makes it, you know, some people don't like constitutional carry for permitless concealed carry because they want open carry, which I also favor. Um, and this is kind of slopping those two things together. So I just don't like the term personally, but that is advancing. I think that's almost certainly that's going to pass and become law. So by the summer, I would expect probably July 1st, you will not need a concealed carry permit to conceal carry in the state of Florida, as long as you are already or would be eligible and legally able to carry concealed. That's the key. This doesn't expand the number of people who would be allowed to carry. It only makes it so they don't have to go through the process of getting the permit in order to be able to do that carrying. Hey, if you're uh, looking at that next vehicle, Frontier Motors, fantastic place. I mean, good people, good cars, obviously good prices. But to me, what makes them special is the way they do business. It's all the little things about thinking, you know, what do people normally not like about the car buying process and how can we take away that problem? For example, you you typically you go buy a car and what happens? You talk with them about the price and then they say you get to a price and then they're like, oh, yeah, and then there's this fee and then there's that fee and you want this other. None of that. None of that. They give you two pieces of paper. One is a Carfax. One is the um, actual price sheet for the car. Tells you all the information about the car, dealer, fee, tag, license, transfer any of that stuff tax is all there and then there's a price at the bottom of the page the out the door like you give us this much money we give you the car kind of price and that's all you ever talk about 
And then when you come to an agreement about that price, or not, I mean, if you don't, but if you do come to an agreement, that's the price you pay. There's no tinkering with it afterwards. See, that kind of straightforward honesty is what I like about Frontier Motors. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Coming up next, major decision made by Fiesta Pensacola in regards to the Mayoki crew. So we'll talk about that. David, what do you have coming up, sir? Another swatting call in the panhandle. That's coming up after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. More than 120,000 homes and businesses are without power in California from a coast-to-coast winter storm that could be one of the largest in years in the upper Midwest. We're expecting somewhere between 15 and 21 inches of snow. Uh, that is a significant amount of snow, needless to say, over just a couple of days. That's Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Alex Murdaugh's surviving son testifies in his father's defense at his murder trial in South Carolina. Buster Murdaugh testified his dad seemed distraught and was, quote, destroyed by the murders of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. It was heartbroken. I walked in the door and saw him and um, gave him a hug and just, just broken down. Prosecutors claim Murdoch committed the murders to hide his alleged financial crimes. Fox's Eric Sean, Maggie and Paul Murdoch were shot and killed in June 2021. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 923. I'm David Wayne. It is cloudy and 70 degrees right now in Pensacola. Reaction now from a student at Crestview High School after yesterday's reported swatting call. Tyler Atchison was at the school when that call came in. Me and a few other people would like grab brooms or like music stands just in case. We turned off the lights and instantly went to a like corner in the room where they can't see us. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office says the threat was called into the school on Tuesday afternoon. The lockdown lasted about 45 minutes, the third swatting call in the panhandle this month. There were also swatting incidents, of course, here at Pensacola Catholic High School and at Bay High School in Panama City. At least one Escambia school board member is now questioning whether the district will be able to certify that all reading materials in school libraries have been reviewed by July 1st. I was looking at Duval today, and they they had, let's see, 52 certified media specialists that went through all the classroom libraries and the media centers and removed anything that may be breaking state law. Um, have we reviewed every book that we got in our media centers? No, we have not. That exchange with board member Kevin Adams speaking in reference to the state's parental rights and education bill. The board did approve a policy in October to review potentially questionable books. However, the district has over 100,000 books in its catalog. This school year, they reviewed about 200 of them. The city of Pensacola beefing up its economic development engine. Mayor D.C. Reeves said yesterday was the first day on the job for senior grant writer Joel Hallen and Special Projects Coordinator Kevin Boyer. That was something that we've talked about since before uh, swearing in that this was a priority for us, and especially after our visit to Tallahassee and hearing all of the programs coming through, uh, this is going to be a vital, vital need for us, not only for the city of Pensacola, but it helps us put the people in the best positions to be successful. And Mayor Reeves says they'll be teaming up with the city's department heads to seek and apply for various grant opportunities that come along. They join Erica Grant Canolo, who last week moved over from the airport 
to become the city's new economic development director. SpaceX now preparing for a mission to send four new crew members to the International Space Station. The Crew-6 mission is scheduled to launch from the Kennedy Space Station shortly after uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday morning Eastern Time. On board will be two NASA astronauts, a Russian cosmonaut, and for the first time, a long-duration astronaut from the United Arab Emirates. The crew will arrive at the International Space Station Monday and return to Earth six months later. Alabama's governor out with another round of domestic violence grants. Governor Kay Ivey announced last week that just over a half million dollars will be sent to five different domestic violence shelters in the state. The money will be matched and spread to several counties across the state. Governor Ivey says it's important for domestic violence victims to get timely help from professionals in their communities. And it is 635 at News Radio 92.3. Gracie Wolf has a look at your traffic on the fives. No slowdowns or accidents to report. I-10 and I-110 showing no delays. Davis Highway, East Olive Road, Creighton and Langley also looking good. Gates onto NAS Pensacola. Nothing to slow you down, as well as 98 in Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point, and Navarre. No major slowdowns. If you do see something on the roads causing delays, give me a call to the traffic line, 850-2626-111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Warm and humid weather will continue today with a high near 78 degrees. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 69 degrees. We're going to stay warm for your Thursday with highs possibly reaching 80 degrees. Lows Thursday night near 68. Warm weather continues for Friday. High near 80 degrees Friday afternoon with low near 67. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now, cloudy skies. It's 70 in Pensacola. 69 in Gulf Breeze, 70 in Milton. Our next news at 7, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Krikoshenko with your money now. Tencent Holding is in talks to sell Facebook parent Meta Platform's popular virtual reality headset in China, home to the world's biggest pool of Internet users. The Wall Street Journal says Tencent, China's biggest video game company, has proposed to Meta that it become the exclusive seller of Meta's Quest 2 headsets in China. Tencent has also sought to publish Chinese versions of existing video games for the device. Among issues that would need to be addressed are how user data would be handled. Coyote, a Coyote Logistics, UPS's non-union freight brokerage unit, says it's laying off workers. As rising interest rates, inflation, and a resumption of pre-pandemic consumer spending patterns weaken demand for trucking services. Chicago-based Coyote did not say how many employees would be affected, but a transportation news provider says 200 jobs would be eliminated. On Wall Street, futures slightly higher after stocks tumbled yesterday. The Dow Industrials skidding 697. Your money now. Innovation, resilience, agility. It's how Michigan businesses work together and continue to build the future. Our expertise, talented workforce, and collaborative environment are making a difference now and shaping the future. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org radio to put your plans in motion. That's michiganbusiness.org radio. I'm Rocky Mosel with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice, now it's a great gift. 
Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. With all the news about interest rates, here's some very good news from Piedmore Imports. Now through the end of February, an APR finance rate of 3.9% for 72 months is available on 2023 models like the Taos S starting from 25641. The Tiguan S from 28227 are the seven passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. All are available for 3.9% financing for 72 months and all come with carefree coverage. Volkswagen's free maintenance for the first two years are 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first. So with carefree coverage and low APR rates of 3.9 for 72 months, Speedmore Imports has the models, the coverage, and the finance rates to help you own your new Volkswagen today. Feedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Feedmore Imports, 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualifying credit and PCI. Must take delivery by February 28th. See dealer for details. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase, thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and i really do focus in on coming into an authorized dealer like berets for any of the omega or brightling purchases they will let you try it on take pictures go home think about it and just really set your mind at ease come visit us at beret jewelers what is news radio 92.3 informative local and dependable news from weaar tv and the news radio news team informative local and dependable talk with andrew mckay jenna barr and bobby rossi informative local and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive informative local and dependable weather informative local and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike that's what news radio 92.3 is informative local dependable government summit um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government Elon Musk <laughs> Elon Musk speaking at the World Government Forum says whoa 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 we're being too much of a one world government too integrated this is a problem and why what is his reasoning if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. So what's he making the case for? You know, too much cooperation between governments, why would that be a problem? Well, he kind of elaborated on this. You know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all 
throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen, but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. So what is he saying? If you look at the history of civilizations as they go up and they go down, that, you know, one of the things that actually kept civilization happening as an entire project, you know, for the whole planet, for the whole species, was precisely the fact that they were separated from each other. They were at a distance from each other, whether uh, informationally or culturally or obviously for most of history, geographically. And so the fact that one might be declining or in steep decline, like, say, the Romans, uh, as opposed to while another one might be rising, you know, whether you look at the, uh, the Greeks or the Persians or Islam or, again, the West, you see that kind of a pattern. And what was he really kind of getting at? Well, the idea that maybe getting tightly integrated across the globe among all humans is not always a great thing. You know, say, like, while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, uh, Islam was rising. And uh, so you had, like, a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. So he's saying that, look, Islam rising while Rome was collapsing wasn't just sort of healthy in the overall history of the world, but it actually led to the preservation of something because the problems that were plaguing the Roman Empire were not yet plaguing, or maybe not ever, but different problems plaguing uh, Islam. And so they were able to thrive and succeed while the other one was doing so poorly. And there's, there's a reason I'm playing all this because it's not just that he was chastising all of these world leaders or making them think a little bit differently about what they were trying to do. There's a really interesting argument to be understood here, and I wanted to give him his say before I do a little bit more explaining of it. So I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a, world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if we're, if the, whole, the whole thing may collapse. So if we're all one, one can be vulnerable right? One can be vulnerable to a problem. It can be vulnerable to, uh, you know, if, if we're all, for example, you know, you think back recently to like COVID, for example, if we're all so interconnected and we're all doing exactly the same thing, for instance, let's say we all have the exact same medical response to COVID-19, what could that mean for the entire world if that response is really badly misguided? everybody dies. I mean, COVID-19 was never going to be the thing that killed everybody, but you get the point, is if we have a much more lethal, much more dangerous version of that. Now, he's not speaking specifically about medical threats, but what he's getting at is if you invest everything into one way of doing things, then if that one way suddenly discovers, you know, or suddenly encounters a major threat problem, the whole thing can collapse, right? And that can be a challenge. I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, but we, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity, such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and 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 you know humanity keeps moving forward. Which is a fair concern. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that you want to be interested in making sure that it happens. So what is he getting at? Um, it's actually kind of an argument from evolution. Now, he's not making it that way, but the idea, see, um, one of the things, if, if you don't know a lot about evolutionary theory, one of the ideas in evolutionary theory is that, you know, you survive threats by having the best 
genetic investment in phenotypes. Phenotypes are, you know, outward manifestations of the genetic code that can be selected for or against by environments. You know, you're tall in an environment where you need to reach the high fruit. You're short in an environment where, you know, the hawks kill the tall things. You know, that kind of stuff, okay? So the idea is that when you have a threat to a species, it survives by having an adaptation that allows it to elude, escape, or, you know, go past that threat. Well, the way you best prepare for surviving a major threat, like a species-wide extinction kind of threat, is by having a really, really wide range of phenotypes, a really wide range of variation within the species. And so if you have tall and short and fast and slow and smart and stupid, you know, that kind of thing, that any one threat that comes along, it might pick off a third of your population, but it doesn't pick off the whole thing, okay? And what he's saying is that having a one-world unified system of everything, even if it seems to be the very best system for unifying everything, is it becomes completely and totally subject or, you know, vulnerable to any one threat that happens to be catastrophically appropriate for that one system. Whereas instead, the idea is if you have, you know, the American way and the European way and the Russian way and the Chinese way, and then something comes along that turns out to be a major flaw in one of those or even several of those, well, the others are going to be okay. The diversity of cultures, of political systems, of economies winds up protecting us from any one main threat. And that's a good thing, kind of like how states as experiments, the federal system, if we allow each of the states to do their own thing, mostly within a framework where there's some consistency across the federal system, then that's going to produce the best results. And if one state, I don't know, California, New York, Illinois, uh, decides to do incredibly stupid things and they blow up their own state, metaphorically, uh, the other states can be like, ah, lesson learned. <laughs> Don't do that. 647 here on News Radio 92.3. Gracie Wolf has traffic on the fives. We do have slow moving traffic on Mobile Highway. This is going to be right in front of Bellevue Middle School with only one lane open. It's backing up to Pensacola Interstate Fairgrounds. Uh, this is going to be in the southbound direction. Other than that, we're looking good on I-10 and I-110 as well as 98 in Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point. Getting into Navarre, you are going to see some slow moving traffic on 98 right near the Navarre Beach Causeway. If you see some Something else on the roads, give me a call at 850-2626-111. And this traffic report is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hey, if you are a uh, local employer, you know, you have a business, whatever you do, whether it's legal or construction or auto or HVAC or IT, it doesn't matter. The point is, when you start to grow, you get employed. When you get employees, you have benefits to think about, insurance, dental, vision, life. You got human resources management. You got payroll. You got like all of that stuff to figure out. And if you love doing that, great. Keep doing it. But if you don't love doing it or if you maybe wonder whether it could be done better or you just want somebody to do it for you because it's not the best use of your time since that's not what you got into business to do is manage that nonsense, that's why you call Torgerson Causey. An outstanding local benefits agency. In 20 years, they've been helping local businesses like yours manage this stuff. I know because, you know, they helped us, Cat Country and News Radio. We started using them about four or five years ago, and they've been great. They're always available. They answer your questions. If they don't know the answer, they'll get back to you. They gave us options in our insurance plans, which, again, all good, I know from experience. So if you want to find out whether they can help you save your folks money, give them better benefits, or maybe just take the load off your plate, Give them a call today. No obligation to have them look at what you're doing. 433-9996, 433-9996, or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com.
As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else could pay our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this Friday on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Have you been thinking about getting fit but don't know where to start? Why not start at Running Wild? Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe, apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. An essential resource to the community on all things fitness related, Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. Start your fitness journey with the experts at Running Wild in Pensacola and Fairhope. Follow on Facebook or shop online at werunwild.com. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. National average for a gallon of gas, 339. Florida, 333. Texas, 298. And California is 474. In Navarre, 321 east of the Walmart, 319 west of the other Walmart, 321 in Tiger Point at the Liberty Station, 325 in Gulf Breeze proper at the Exxon, 313 in Milton at the Raceway, same at the Pea Ridge Murphy, 317 if you go to the Raceway in uh, uh, Pace as you're heading over to the Causeway. Uh, if you get over into Pensacola, 303 at the Walmart Neighborhood Market on 9 Mile, 301 at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on nine mile or on US twenty nine, sorry. And then coming in from the southwest side, looks like your best price is three thirteen at the Shell at Cervantes. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest out the door price on your next new Volkswagen, PeteMoreImports.com. Six fifty three here on News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Some Wall Street analysts don't see this year being any better than uh 2022 last year the war was the worst year one of the worst years for the three major indexes in the stock market since 2008 the dow s&p 500 and nasdaq uh, have rallied a little bit this year but analysts are now warning that they don't expect that to last president biden meeting with leaders of nato's eastern flank in warsaw today 
Uh, Vladimir Putin yesterday backed out of the 2010 New START agreement limiting Russian and U.S. nuclear weapons. Uh, he also warned Russia may resume nuclear testing soon. Hours later, the president spoke in uh, Warsaw and said uh, autocrats like uh, Putin must be opposed. And yesterday we learned about a man in Pinellas County that was declared dead. And then uh, different first responders realized he was actually still alive. We got better. Well, uh, that, <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. that man is now reportedly doing pretty well. Uh, we're learning that uh, Clearwater's Thomas Maxwell is now back home and out of the hospital. All right. Bring out your dead. Not dead yet. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks so much. I got better. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 654 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, a lot of things going on. We've got the Habitat Food Truck Festival that is going on this Saturday. I'll be one of the judges for that. 25th and 26th, sorry, and Sunday uh, at the Community Maritime Park. Starts at 10. Follow Pensacola Habitat for Humanity on Facebook for more information. Um, by the way, just an interesting note. Uh, Habitat builds a different kind of house these days. They're, they're really nice houses. Like, they're no longer just building the kind of what they used to do, which was the bare, low-end, bare-bones kind of shack is not really a fair term, but you know what I mean. Um, if you went to the places where Habitat's building houses now and you looked at the homes, you'd be like, oh, those are really nice homes. Those are Habitat? Like, that's kind of your reaction. It's very fascinating uh, what they're doing these days. Uh, Leap for Change, Leadership Pensacola has two class projects going to help basic food needs, including food, hygiene products, clothing, and other necessities to specific local organizations that serve families and children living in Pensacola. To find out about the Leadership Pensacola Leap for Change project, go to News Radio 923.com. Uh, Verdi, this Friday, February 25th, 7.30, the Pensacola Symphony Orchestra presents Verdi's Requiem, uh, and that's just a fantastic show. And, of course, Peter Rubart joining forces with four celebrated soloists and more than 120 voices from the Hattiesburg Choral Union for Verdi's Requiem Mass, a masterpiece of joy, hope, and passion. And that should be fantastic. Hope you enjoy it. 655 on News Radio 923. Gracie Wolf has traffic on the fives. We do have an accident on Avalon Boulevard. It's going to be in the southbound direction as you're getting on to I 10. Right lane is blocked off. We do have um, some crews on there getting it cleaned up, but just keep that in mind. That is when you're going to be trying to get onto I 10 on Avalon Boulevard. And we are seeing some slowdowns in the southbound direction. Also, Mobile Highway southbound out Bellevue Avenue, slow-moving traffic due to only one lane being open. It's backed up to uh, the Interstate Fairgrounds, and it's going to be right in front of Bellevue Elementary School. If you see something else on the roads, give me a call at 850-262-6111. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Gracie. So I have been playing with ChatGPT, the AI. Horrifying. <laughs> Even, like... And horrifying in a different way than I anticipated because it's it's brilliant. You can't argue. Like, the thing is really genuinely smart compared to, like, if I, if I gave it a class assignment for one of my ethics classes, it gets an A. It's terrifying. Like, uh, yesterday I was, I was asking it some stuff about cultural appropriation. I was just kind of curious, you know, where is this going to go? Um, and, uh, you know, it gave me, I said, give me the three reasons why it's okay and not okay for cultural appropriation, you know, for people to dress up as other cultures. Uh, and it basically gave me three clear answers, both pro and con. And they are the best. I mean, they are the top three pro and cons. Like if I'm assessing the issue as a, as a philosopher, these are the answers I would give pro and con. I then asked it, uh, you, you might not have heard earlier, I was talking about solipsism and the, there was a comment made by the uh, media coordinator for the Scammy County School District in explaining why young adult literature is 
you know, uh, helps solve the problem of what she said was solipsism, which is the isolation of individuals. And I said, that's not really solipsism. Solipsism is the view that nobody exists but me. And, you know, I told this story about Henry Rollins writes a book called Solipsism, and I was talking to somebody who was reading that book one time, and I said, so do you think Henry Rollins really believes that nobody exists but him? And they said, apparently he's pretty serious. I said, well, why do you write the book? Because it's internally inconsistent to explain to other people that don't exist why they don't exist. So I thought, well, I'll ask ChatGPT what it thinks. ChatGPT, is it inconsistent for a solipsist to write a book explaining why solipsism is true? Answer, Yes, it would be inconsistent for a solipsist to write a book explaining why solipsism is true. Solipsism is the philosophical belief that, on, that only one's own mind is certain to exist and that everything else, including other people and the external world, may be mere projections of one's own mind. So far, so accurate. If a solipsist were to write a book about solipsism, they would be assuming that there is an external world that can be observed, analyzed, and discussed by others. This assumption contradicts the very foundation of solipsism, which holds that the external world may not exist at all, except as a projection of the solipsist's own mind. In other words, for a solipsist to write a book about solipsism would require them to make the assumption that other minds exist and can read and understand the book. This assumption would contradict the basic tenets of solipsism, which denies the existence of anything outside one's own mind. Therefore, it would be inconsistent for a solipsist to write a book about solipsism, as doing so would undermine their own belief system. This is an A-grade if a bit repetitive, and I'm terrified. <laughs> genuinely terrified because chat gpt can do anything so far and when i i'm playing with it i'm like oh god help us <laughs> it's really good all right time for future news that's when gracie and i tell you what's going to happen before it happens um i won't even say it what oh, does chat gpt decimate academia yes <laughs> yeah i mean the only solution i can think of is you've got to make the entire set of questions and answers without any identifying characteristics available to be searched. Because then you can put in a student's answers and see if that question and answer was given. That's the best I got because it's horrifying. Uh, will Escambia Public Schools hit their July deadline of certifying all their library materials? Uh, I don't think so. Impossible. It's an impossible task. Your home for Brian Kilmeade. Weekdays 11 to 1 is News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.